From India's largest newsroom, I'm Meenal Baghel and this is the Times of India podcast. top story this morning a high profile rave party has been busted on a ship along the arabian sea near mumbai cruise ke andar drugs party mamle mein nsb ka bhi ek bada bayan samne aaya hai drugs case se judi ye badi khabar jisme ab ye jankari mil rahi hai ki aryan khan ko giraftar kiya gaya hai but this is the big news that we can't be tracking shahrukh khan son right now stands arrested In the very short time since the Narcotics Control Bureau arrested Shahrukh Khan's son Aryan and 17 others, the high decibel case has taken a curious turn, especially about the role of two men, Manish Bhanushali and SK Gosavi. Bhanushali is a well-networked BJP karyakarta, while Gosavi is a private investigator with a cheating case against him in Pune. Why were two men who have no official position in the NCB handling the accused in such a sensitive case in my 37 years career while working on the ndbs act since 1985 i have never seen this sort of a case with just one case every case that they're going to be detecting is going to come under the cloud of uh, suspicion i hope at least somebody in this particular matter takes up the challenge and uh, proceeds as per the statute where section 58 and 59 uh, permit Uh, a question being raised with regard to the vexatious search and seizure which uh, seems to have happened in this case you can prosecute the officer for that that's noted criminal lawyer in mumbai rizwan merchant later in the podcast we ask him about the legal aspects of the narcotics drugs and psychotropic substances act under the provisions of which aryan khan and the others have been booked we ask him about the evidentiary value of whatsapp chats But first listen to Ronnie Sen. This Kolkata based filmmaker runs a small advocacy organization called Alliance to Protect Drug Users. His film Cat Sticks is an evocative exploration of drug addiction and its fallout. The Ministry of Social Justice and Welfare came up with a report in 2019 uh December under the pr- same current government they said that let me just read it out for you one second the report says the criminalization of people using substances further enhances the stigma isolation and hinders access to treatment in the line of recommendations by international narcotics control board incb and many other international agencies we recommend the state to take necessary steps to minimize the stigma and discrimination around drug addiction and provide health and welfare services to people affected by substance use please note it's not abuse or misuse bracket rather than subjecting them to the criminal justice system bracket close so one has to understand that the ministry of social justice and empowerment is giving correct guidelines to the government so why is this not being followed if your own ministry is saying that rather than subjecting them to the criminal justice system then why are you taking users to jail 
Ronnie cites the example of Sikkim, which in 2018 decriminalized illicit drug use and encouraged that users be rehabilitated. What Sikkim did, and a lot of work went behind it, that the civil society and the intellectuals they rallied together and they said that decriminalize drug use. Don't put drug users behind bars because it's a hindrance to sobriety. It takes a user a longer time to become clean if you are putting the person in jail so in sikkim drug use is entirely decriminalized so ndps is this overarching law but you can also have your state laws which does not mean that it's legal to smoke ganja charas or any drugs uh, or to use any drugs in sikkim but if an fir has to be registered consumption cannot be in the fir in sikkim people will get angry if they listen to it but this is the future today or tomorrow this is how we have to move on india's drug policy should be based on scientific spirit compassion uh dignity and human rights not uh, social prejudice and moral biases decriminalize all drug consumption doesn't mean that you have to legalize a particular substance like you make ganja uh, or marijuana or cannabis legal then the person who is smoking hashish or charas is going to be thinking that what's the difference because bhang is legal ganja is illegal hmm. in india hmm. which is something that people have been smoking for thousands of years in in bengal how can you do a few pujas here without ganja it's not possible Oh. in the doshakarma bhandar if you go you will find chilam it's deeply ingrained with our culture and history obviously we didn't know our cocaine or heroin because these are anyways new drugs but people will say that okay if you decriminalize if you don't put people behind bars then a lot of people are going to use it to that the answer is let's look at countries who have decriminalized for example portugal has done it before anyone else what are the reports in portugal has it gone up has it gone down if i go downstairs and there is a shop which sells heroin cocaine lsd all the drugs is my mother and father going to go buy drugs and come home and do it there are alcohol shops everybody doesn't drink i don't drink there are so many people who don't drink so how does it matter what is what is available in the market or not some people will say oh look this is dangerous are i have phenyl in my home you have 50 things in your house you have acid in your home if you drink you're going to die so what is the right thing we can do as a informed educated modern society we can say that we can inform people that this is this particular drug can do this kind of damage this particular drug can do you this kind of damage if you want to if you want help this is where you will find help if you want to quit drugs this is how you can do it these are the things that we can do not blanket judgments like all drug addicts are criminals and oh my god so and so is a drug addict and put it under a moral kind of lens that is not going to help us 
Ronnie adds that the NDPS needs reform because it makes it hard to distinguish between who is a consumer and who is a peddler. It is impossible to prove that the possession you had was for your consumption. It can be said that you had this amount of drugs, small, large, immaterial of the quantity. Anyone can say that you had this uh, substance with you because you wanted to sell it. In the Aryan Khan case, of course, the matter has taken a distinctly curious turn with the NCP leader Nawab Malik's press conference where he revealed the involvement of two private individuals one, a BJP functionary, and the other, a private detective. Malik's press conference was immediately followed by an NCB press conference where Deputy Director General Gyaneshwar Singh claimed that the two men were both the NCB's informers and also its punches or witnesses. Few individuals were associated as independent witnesses. I'll read out their names. Some allegations level against the organizations are baseless and seem to have been with malice and probable prejudice that may have been harbored in retaliation against earlier legal action carried out by NCB. My colleague Sunil Baghel covers law judiciary. He spoke to Rizwan Merchant who specializes in NDPS cases about these claims and counterclaims. This is what Merchant had to say. It has never happened that a punch has been given such a predominant role to play in a seizure. He is just supposed to be a witness as far as the seizure is concerned. He is supposed to sign on the seizure panchama to show that everything was done in his presence. In law, everything is required to be done at the place where the seizure is done. I can understand uh, the seizure was done on a boat. There should not be a particular problem for the boat to be delayed, the departure of the boat to be delayed until such time as the seizure consumer is not over. Another surprising thing is that if uh, their information was that there are going to be drugs in this particular uh, party or if it's going to be a rave, why was it that the others were not searched? Doesn't take much time to search 1,800 people. What role do independent witnesses have? One. And second, to what extent can independent witnesses uh, participate in the proceedings in the sense can they can they be a part? Can they be on the field as well as in the uh, in the in the office of the police, uh, police whichever the investigating agency? The uh, provisions of the NDPS Act under Section 42 give authority to an officer in charge of a narcotics unit, be a police officer or maybe an NCB officer, to conduct a search with and seizure without a warrant. Now, when it is without a warrant, all the more necessity that the transparency is required to be maintained. The reason why authority is given to them without the warrant is by the time they go to the court, they apply for a warrant, there'll be so much of time which is going to be wasted. And there is a very bright chance and possibility that the accused who is engaging in this nefarious trade, he may either shift himself, he may shift his base, or maybe he will shift the contraband. So to prevent that, 42 has given them the authority to embark upon a search and seizure without an authorization or a warrant from the magistrate. 
So the moment that authorization is given to you, and when the uh, statute has given you with such draconian powers, it's absolutely necessary that a transparency is required to be maintained. Your test in trial depends upon this transparency. The transparency comes in only through independent witnesses. What is the meaning of independent witness? Independent witness would mean somebody who is not concerned with the department, somebody who is not a part of the department, somebody who is not a part of the team, which has either received the information under Section 42 or who is supposed to be a part of the entire team operating under the provisions of the NDPS Act. You can't even say that you are falling short of staff, so you allowed Aryan to be handled by your informant or an outsider. You had 26 officers with you. And if you had information that the raid is supposed to be conducted on a ship, Cordelia, you should be having a fair idea that there are going to be 1,800 people on board that particular ship. If that be so, then under provisions of the NDPS Act, an officer of the police force, as an officer under 42, is entitled to take assistance from an officer of another police station or an officer of NCB, DRI, Customs, who are also officers under Section 42, can take assistance from the police force. This is a fit case where an accused should definitely take recourse to proceedings under Section 58 and 59 of the NDPS Act. 58 categorically permits the accused to question the vexatious search, seizure, and entry of a particular person into a premises if he doubts that, yes, the officer who is authorized under this particular act has done a vexatious search, which in my case is made out in this case. And I'll tell you why also. Second, 59 is if there are certain duties which have been cast upon an officer of the NCB or an officer under section authorized under Section 42, if he does not discharge those particular duties, he can be prosecuted under Section 59. Rizwan Merchant tells Sunil Baghel that CCTV footage from the international terminal is bound to yield important evidence. You know the entire area is covered by CCTV. I fail to understand why is it that till today, NCB, who is being, you know, they, they are being pounded with so many allegations of unfairness, not proper investigation, vexatious search and entry, search and seizure, why is it that they don't want to pick up the CCTV? Pick up the CCTV, show the CCTV recordings, and on the strength of the CCTV recording, justify your case, justify your point of search, justify your point of seizure. It is also the question today, where were these two gentlemen standing, Gosavi and Banushali? What was their participation in the seizure? Were they mere spectators standing quietly and witnessing the entire events? as per the requirement of law, to be independent panchas to the seizure, if any? Or were they actually behaving like NCB officers, searching accused persons, taking down their names, looking to the manifest, etc., etc., et which is not a part of the duty of uh, an independent panch. In the DRI, they have got a system of recording information. So they recorded information in DRI 1 or a DRI 2. So the officer who is receiving the information, he records that particular information, does not give the name of the informant, doesn't give the description of the informant, no address of the informant. His only thumb impression is there. So tomorrow, in case if a seizure is made in the customs or in the DRI, and the informant is supposed to be given a reward, so that particular thumb impression of his 
is taken and compared and then it is decided that yes, this person is the informant. And the officer who has recorded the DRI-1 is required to identify that this is my informant who deserves to be given the reward. That information is kept in a sealed cover which is given to the highest ranking officer of the department, which is the additional commissioner of customs or maybe the commissioner of customs. Tomorrow when the reward is claimed or the reward is granted, it is then that the packet is taken out. It is opened. Thumb impression of the informant is taken and it is compared. If it is found that yes, he's the same person, then the reward is revealed. Why is it that these precautions are taken? For the safety and security of the informants. But here, the safety and security of the informant seems to have been compromised. Question my, this is not the only seizure. In Sushant Singh Rajput's case, you people have done so many seizures. Why have you not revealed the names of the informants at that time? Why have you not taken the assistance of independent people at that time? That today you are supposed to take the assistance of independent people? That case was also a case of almost about 30, 31 seizures. This case is just a case of one seizure. And you require 10, 8 to 10 uh, multiple independent witnesses. What is the evidentiary value of WhatsApp chats? Second, what is the level to which the prosecution must disclose its case at this stage itself? Supreme Court has confirmed that WhatsApp chats are electronic evidence. And in the form of electronic evidence, you are definitely entitled and you have every right to use it to prove whatever charges you are wanting to present across to the court. So WhatsApp chats today, uh, there are so many departments, leave alone NCB, DRI has been using it, then uh, our crime branch has been using it, ATS has been using it, MCOC matters, we find so many. See, for example, the CDR which are being uh, used in MCOC cases. The IMEI locations of accused persons which are identified at the site for commission of the offence. This is electronic evidence. So every electronic evidence is definitely admissible in court. It, it depends ultimately what is the source of that evidence which is collected by the department. Today the department says that all the gadgets were taken charge of on the date of seizure. Slowly and steadily they start uh, deciphering as to what are the WhatsApp chats, what are the pictures from the albums, etc., etc., they definitely deserve time. They should be given time for the purposes of investigation, but not at the cost of the right and liberty of an accused. Now, if you look at the role of Arbaz Merchant, who they say was found in possession, now we do not know, there is no clarity in the remand application, whether the entire quantity which they have been claiming, because part of it is in the form of commercial quantity, I believe, there are 13 uh, ecstasy tablets which will be in the form of commercial quantity. There's 21 grams of cocaine, cocaine that will be in the form of commercial quantity. 25 grams of charas, which is a uh, small quantity. So you'll have to show under the panchanama who was found in possession of what. And his case will have to be dealt with for what he was found in possession. So if you are in possession of a small quantity and I'm in possession of commercial quantity, but if both of us are found together, I cannot be charged for a small quantity, but at the same time, you cannot be charged for commercial quantity also. As far as offenders are concerned, who are into commercial quantity, drug peddlers, drug offenders, take them very stringently. Let the central government be approached. Let them make an amendment that every overt act, acquisition, punishable. Uh, your purchase, punishable. Sale, punishable. Financing, punishable. You multiply 10 years, 10 years, 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. Let it go for 80 years. Let the damn fellow rot in custody for 80 years. You'll clamp down in this way on narcotics trade. 
But why these kids here? Yeah? Come on. But if a child is found with 5 grams or 10 grams, even if it is commercial quantity, why do you want him to rot in custody with those drug offenders? You are giving him an opportunity to seize them. From a consumer, he'll become a trader. From a trader, he'll become a, a trafficker. And from a trafficker, he'll become a peddler. This has to stop. A peddler will always use a particular person for the purpose of distribution. Right. Now, the, the amount which was caught at uh, the Mundra port, 3,000 kilos. Yes. To have those three, suppose, suppose just take it, that the 3,000 kilos by chance had cleared, had come into the city. Somebody was supposed to hold it, right? Yes. He was not going to keep it at his home, 3,000 kilos. He's going to break it into parts and he's going to distribute it amongst people. So who who is required for charge for uh, for an offense under NDPS? This guy who imported the 3,000 kilos, who cleared it, kept it in the city, distributed it to 300 people, you need him. After distribution to 300 people, one small guy from the same same consignment gets 50 grams. You don't need him. The guy with 50 grams will lead you to the guy who was sitting with 10 kilos. The guy from 10 kilos will lead you to the guy who was sitting with 3,000 kilos. So there is a particular chain. The chain starts from the consumer and goes upwards. Unfortunately, these journeys are starting from upwards and coming downwards. I asked Palash Krishna Mehrotra, who has chronicled the technicolor explorations and follies of India's young in his book, The Butterfly Generation, to lay out the differences between recreational and hard drugs and how India's drug culture has changed over the years. One difference between recreational drugs and, and, and say drugs like smack would be that recreational drugs, you, you kind of... It's not like you need your daily fix. It's 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 you you can do it you know whenever the party's on or, or you know in that sort of sense. It's not it's not like smack and 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 you know like it used to be in the eighties. It's 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 something you do on the night of the party and then it wears off and it doesn't create any kind of. Uh, craving again and again and again or on a daily basis so i think that is one one difference between you know party drugs and uh, say drugs like smack or um, yeah or um, even like cocaine which would create a craving drug culture has also changed because say in the 80s there was smack and then you know behind the taj in bombay you would have rows of kids um in Nizamuddin, you know, a bad batch would come and, and people would just be found dead. I mean, if you watch this documentary on IIT Kharagpur on Netflix, you know, there's a kid, he's smoking a joint. I mean, it's just, you know, students do it. You think any any college hostel kids don't listen to Pink Floyd and don't smoke a joint. I mean, it's not just film stars or wealthy people. Um, um, so that's one. And the other thing is, I think the emphasis should be actually on testing the the the, the, the drugs and making sure that no one no one no one dies or falls ill. Um, um, going after it in this sort of blanket way, it doesn't it doesn't solve anything. Ironically, yesterday the news came that Justin Bieber has gotten into this business of pre-rolled marijuana joints. Yes. The US, of course, in many states have, have decriminalized it. Yes. And there is some talk about, you know, some push to do so in India. Uh, yes. What is your view on that? 
once you legalize it, you can actually consume it on your own terms. Whereas when it remains illegal, you don't even know what you're getting. You don't even, you can't even control. For example, if you take the liquor example, you might want to have a beer or you might want to have a breezer or you might want to have something harder. It's all in front of you. Um, what happens when you make it illegal is it just becomes some blanket thing called, called charas or something called hashish. And it, it, it misses out on the fact that even within hashish, there are 20 kinds of strains. Uh, it tastes different and, and people care about these things. So, uh, and then the potency is different. So, you know, um, um, so I think, I think um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's in many ways, we're just moving in, 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 in a direction that is opposite to, you know, where the world is going. Um, in India, I, I, I remember there was a whole meow meow thing. I'm sure it's still around. Well, that was totally, that was cheap. And that's a cheap chemical. Uh, it's a horrible chemical, but it was mostly fueled by call center workers. I mean, then they had a genuine need, you know, to keep working, to stay awake. Um, and, and they needed a cheap fix at the end of, end of uh, uh, long, long um, hours at work. And in Chasing the Scream, he says there are two things. One, one is that there is nothing that drug cartels fear more than legalization because that completely kills their game. Legalization helps because it breaks cartels and, and it prevents bad chemicals from coming into the market because with chemicals, it's very dangerous. And I think we should certainly get over this, the, 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 the thing with marijuana because we're mixing up too many things in, in one sort of package called drugs. But for all the fretting and sweating over India's rich young kids getting into the grip of drugs, Palash Krishna Mehrotra is more sanguine. Instagram, he says, is the biggest drug police. Because in Instagram, the junky look is anathema. Everyone only ever wants to look beautiful on the gram, he says. No one wants to look bad on Instagram. So that whole junky look doesn't really work now in the age of Instagram. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you know, your skin has to glow in the morning. You have to, you know, so if you overdo all that, it's going to show. And if it's going to show, that's, I mean, the, the Instagram is the biggest, biggest NCP inspector that, that, that there is. And this generation especially is obsessed with looking good. And, and, and even if they're not celebrities, they want to look like celebrities. And to get there, uh, you can't abuse drugs. The millennials are drinking less, even in India. They are not smoking. So often you'd find people who will smoke a joint, but they will not touch a cigarette. So it's ironic because it, there, there is this health consciousness and there is this whole Instagrammable life and all that doesn't um, doesn't really encourage the, the, the kind of the, the whole um, junky kind of culture. And ironically, if such a story does permit some irony, it was their love for social media and selfies that busted Manish Bharushali and S.K. Gosavi. My colleague Chaitanya Marpakwar has the lowdown. The interesting bit here is that uh, on Saturday late night, this, uh, this raid bust happened. And on Sunday afternoon, it was pretty clear that these two people, uh, especially Gosavi, whose, uh, whose selfie was doing the rounds like crazy on social media, the NCB categorically denied that they are not officers of the NCB and they we have nothing to do with these two people. So what Nawab Malik told me is that between Sunday evening and Tuesday evening in two days, uh, they carried out the entire uh, profile search and footprint investigation of these two people. 
he uh, also got tip offs from uh, certain friends in in the local police certain friends in the media certain friends within ncp and bjp who who actually confirmed because if you if you get a a name and and a face uh, you can do a google search you can do a facebook profile search but just to verify whether this guy is actually an office bearer who is not so well known uh, took a bit of time and and wednesday afternoon he was already out there with the press conference and all those uh, all those details and now what is happening is because he uh, this whole thing has been exposed and a lot of questions are being raised about the process followed by the ncp in the sense how uh, two private individuals were allowed to handle high profile accused people how they were escorting and in fact if you look at the videos the the innova vehicle in which uh, the accused were brought from from the docks or or the ship to the ncp office was also belonging to bhanushali and bhanushali on his side has gone on record to say that because the ncb did not have enough manpower and it did not have enough vehicles they asked me to accompany uh, the raid uh, party and uh, also give my own vehicle for uh, for getting the accused to the ncb office jaden and all of this would have happened had it not been for the for the selfie by gosavi with aryan khan i think uh, they overstepped and they tried to take publicity from this and nawab malik uh, told me when i spoke to him that ye pura investigation humne shuru kiya us taklu ke photo ke baad jab taklu ka photo aaya social media pe aur ncb ne deny kiya ki ye hamara aadmi nahi hai to maine apne team ko bola ye pata karo ye taklu hai kaun today's episode is produced by arun george jairad singh and sunai marathi For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We are available on TUI Plus, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, reach us at tuipodcasts@timesinternet.in.